views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Super welcome. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Welcome to Transformation Talk Radio. Like, welcome to the Transformation Network. And thank you all for tuning us in, turning us on, where, wherever you're you're kind of doing that from. Because people say, well, aren't you? I, well, I heard you over here. I heard you over here. You know, I don't really actually pay a whole lot of attention to that. That's what Jessica, Justin Carter, the team do. I'm just here to show up and introduce you some of the most incredible people. Today is one of those days, but before I get rolling, Mr. Benny. Hi, Pat. Happy holiday. Back at you. Thank you. Ah, uh, you know, I went to bed a little early last night. I did too. Wow, great minds uh-huh. think alike. I think I, I needed know. it, first of all. I'll speak for myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, every, what is it? Every Wednesday I come on and every Thursday I come on and, you know, we're talking about, okay, how about the voice? Who, who did a good job on the voice, right? I didn't even see it to know who won. Uh-oh. I don't You've even know You've been so dedicated all season, too. All season. All season. So I woke up this morning and I was like, okay, I don't know who won. I have to tell you, this is not like me at all, Benny. I still don't know who won. <laughs> Neither do I, actually. I've been busy running around doing things here. I know. We're gonna, we'll Google it later. Yeah, sure. We can look it well, up easy. <laughs> or if you're listening to the show and you want to call in and let us know, 1-800-930-2819. Yeah. Yeah. Give us a call. 1-800-930-2819. But today, it's really about what is it that we can shine a light on right now? What can we shine a light on right now? So that we can look at what's going on in our modern contemporary world and what is the story, a story of ancient prophecy unfolding in our modern world. Blue sun, red sun, a story of this ancient prophecy unfolding. And it's a story as told by Jack Ellis joining me here today. Jack has been on the show quite a bit. He's been part of the like 14 going on 15 year journey. And, you know, for those of you out there, one of the things that you'll know that author, spiritual teacher, all of the above, but this latest novel, this Blue Sun, Red Sun, what is it about? Now, if you're like me, clearly I'm not the person that you're going to want to say, let's go to the movies over the holiday because I love thrillers. 
and I love metaphysical thrillers. So today, we're going to be talking about his latest creative achievement and what that means and give a copy of the book away. But what is it about creating something in contemporary time that is such a reflection of the time we live in? Jack, it's great to have you here. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's an honor to be back on your show. And I was just reflecting um, the last, the first time I, you were my first, you know, I was, uh, you, you were the first interview like this. I thought I was her first. Wait yeah. a minute. Hang on just a minute here. <laughs> you, you, you were my first interview of this kind back in the summer of 20, uh, of 2008. Wow. Yeah. So, so you and I go back nine years and I, it's been five years. So I've been on since it was the summer of 2012, I think was the last time I was on. Yeah. Do you know, in 2008, uh, when you came on, uh, we had not started Transformation Talk Radio or the Transformation Network. Uh, and so it was like right after that, I think in 09, that we kicked it up. And, you know, going into next year, Jack, this is really interesting now. Going into next year, we're going to be finished with TransformationRadio.fm, which is 10 unique channels of all positive, inspirational, uplifting talk. And I think that's part of what the message is today. You know, what is it about these prophecies, about the messages, about the coming of a new age, about what we're each called to do, humanity being called forth? And this is what you've put in the book. So I want to ask you this question. I know people write these books years before I even get them, right? or they get the idea. Are you surprised at how relevant it is to the day and time we live in? Uh, well, no, I'm not. But um, <laughs> let me tell you what, a kind of an interesting anecdote in relationship to that, because uh, my last three books um, all dealt with uh, the phenomenon of 2012 and the shift. Yeah. <clears throat> and um, all of that is still totally relevant. It's not like, you know, that, that date has come and gone and nothing really happened and, and uh and uh, you know, we're just kind of, kind of, kind of moving forward. And one of the things that I did when I wrote all those books that had 2012 and the shift in the, in the title is I kind of dated, dated everything. Once 2012 and the shift was gone, um, you know, my work didn't have the same appeal that it had beforehand. Um, so, you know, there is, uh, there is, uh, that would be an example of something uh, that sort of uh, uh, grows into something that's not really in touch with the times. So when I wrote this book, when I wrote Blue Sun, Red Sun, I made sure there was going to be no time reference. This was going to be fairly timeless. I wasn't going to mention any dates. I wasn't going to mention any anything like that. It was just a story that took took place in the not so distant future, so that um, this book can basically last forever. Um, <laughs> which which was my intent. You know, when 2012 came and went, I kind of went, oh shoot! You know, my books have 2012 in the title. That's going to yeah. kind of that's going to kind of change things for me. And uh, so this time around, didn't do that. And uh, no, it is it's completely relevant to what's going on in the world today. And that's, uh, that's the point. That's why, it's, that's, why mm-hmm. it's, that's why it's so important. And uh, the ancient prophecies tell us an awful lot. And uh, there's not just, of course, my book was based upon one prophecy in particular. Mm-hmm. But there's, there's prophecies from every indigenous culture spanning the globe, every ancient indigenous culture spanning the globe. 
uh, and they all basically tell us, you know, they were telling us things, uh, you know, hundreds of years ago um, that are very, very pertinent today in terms of, you know, what we can do to kind of turn things around and what we can do, what humanity can do in the Western Western civilized world, you know, to try to get to try to get us out of this mess that we're in because uh, the world's pretty messed up right now. I, mm. I don't I don't know if I'm saying anything radical on your show by by making. No, that I don't statement. think so. Things are <laughs> things are pretty crazy out there. And I think that's all part of it. Um, that's all part of, of the fact that, you know, our old paradigm mainstream world is, is uh, it's on its last legs. And it, mm. it, it essentially cannot survive because it's, it's out of whack with, with the laws of nature, basically. Um, and that's the one primary lesson that we need to relearn and we need to start living again, is we need to, uh, uh, we need to start living in a way again that in which we are living completely in harmony with nature, not unlike uh, the Native American Indians and not unlike other indigenous cultures uh, uh, surrounding the planet, you know, who lived in harmony with nature uh, and in small, sustainable communities, and they did this for hundreds of thousands of years, and it worked, and there were no problems, and there was no overpopulation, and there, were, there, were no, you know, there, there was none of that stuff. So, um, yes, the ancient prophecies are very relevant today, and they basically, for me anyway, they are a, they are a guide in terms of, uh, hey, guys, this is what you need to do. Well, I, yeah, and what we're talking about is really interesting. I was reading the book, and, um, you know, this is before the all eyebrows got raised about net neutrality and what's going to, you know, what the impact of that uh, law might look like or not look like or unlaw, let's call it, looks like. And it's fascinating as I read your book, you know, and, and, and it's like, here we go. It's like, we are the guardians. We welcome you to this broadcast. Wow. It's like we're seeing it come true as uh-huh. you and I are speaking right now. Right, right. Mm-hmm. I confess, Dr. Pat, I have to confess one thing as far as mm. my, my knowledge or lack of knowledge. Yeah. And that is um, I have paid very little attention to mainstream news now for a long, long time. You know, I've, oh, been, yeah. li- I've been living up here in the woods, and I just basically, about five or ten years ago, I just, I just came to the conclusion that it was all a bunch of nonsense. And it was, you know, the term fake news has become very popular now. But uh, uh, back in those days, it was a little bit more radical, you know, to to maintain that that you know the news was a bunch of manipulation and, and was a bunch of uh, falsities. But I paid very little attention to any of that for a long, long time. So I, in one sense, um, I know an awful lot about what's going on in the world, and in another sense, I know nothing about what's going on in the yeah. world. I, I, I've been hearing about this net neutrality, but I, I really don't know. I've been hearing about it for years, actually. Um, but I, well, really, I really don't know what it means, and I really don't know, um, you know, what the outcome of it's going to be. In my book, uh, my mm-hmm. people who lived at Rainbow Village uh, up in the remote mountains in a sustainable community, um, they got to the point where they didn't really use telephones anymore, and they got to the point where they really didn't use the Internet anymore. Um, actually, they lost the Internet at one point. It just went, went down on them and went down on a lot of people. And it didn't, it didn't stop them one bit. You know, they were able to live the way that they intended to live, and according to their mission, uh, they were able to do it without telephones, and they were able to do it without the Internet. So I think, there is, uh, I think there's an important lesson in that also. Well, there is an important lesson, and one of the things that you and I can talk about, and let's talk about it in reference to the book, is that we had a sense about, I'd say three years ago, that we were going to have to do something or create something to sustain a positive movement and consciousness. And we didn't know any of this because I'm kind of like you. I pick up the news here and there because, you know, I want to be aware if our listeners call in and there's something on their hearts. But 
I could not have predicted that what we designed and are launching in 18 would be the antidote for whatever it is that's going to happen with the internet anywhere. Because I think our hearts transcend laws. I think our hearts transcend, you know, smallness or harmfulness or bullying. And I think our hearts could leave the way. I mean, is, isn't that in a sense what this book is, is really a, a calling for us to be aware of or more aware of, actually? Yes, it is. Can I just say yes to that? Um, yeah. In terms of there's a very important, uh, very important lessons to be learned there. And uh, certainly one of the things that I emphasize again and again and again is the importance of us of staying in touch with our spirituality. Uh, uh, in terms of, uh, and there's a lot of different ways that we can do that, but when people say, you know, how, how do I navigate these times? How do I get through it? Uh, the message again and again and again is, you know, stay close to your spirituality. You know, keep your altar, you know, keep, your, keep your mesa active, keep your, keep your candles lit, stay close to the fire. Uh, keep your prayers going. Uh, you know, continue your whatever you do to 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 uh, to uh, to experience ceremony in your life. If you're a ceremonial singer, you know, keep singing your songs. If you're a ceremonial firekeeper, you keep making your fires. And uh, our spirituality, which it, for me, if we are going to form sustainable communities, uh, there, there must be a spiritual base. There absolutely has to be a spiritual base to this. And this is a, a kind of spirituality about which we can all agree. Um, it's a kind of spirituality that's based that's based upon our love for nature, based upon our love for Mother Earth, uh, based upon our knowledge that we need to, to, to serve Mother Earth, basically as spiritual beings. That's our, our primary job here in, in this world, is to serve Mother Earth and to caretake her. And if we do that, then she'll caretake us. And one of the keys, as everybody knows, uh, to our spirituality and to our spirituality being strong and vibrant is not necessarily following, you know, the logic of our minds. Um, I'm a big fan of logic. I think logic, we need logic, and, and, you know, we need that part of our minds. But when it comes to spirituality, occasionally we need to, we need to let go of the logic, and we need to follow our hearts, and we need to, you know, follow our souls, basically. Um, and that's, um, you know, that's our compass. You know, that's how, how we get, you know, how we get uh, where we want to get. So, yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you completely. You know, let's take a minute, if we could, and talk about, without giving everything in the book away, talk about the essence of, I would call it, uh, a transformation of what happens to people in this book and how quickly things happen. Um, what do we need to learn about what the old paradigm, let's just call it, what the old paradigm has now exhaustively uh, uh, brought forth again as a call to change. Well, transformation is a big keyword in all this because that's uh, you know th these are times of transformation. And in order to 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 be part of that transformation, it's necessary for us you know to connect with our own transformative energies. Um, and uh, a, a, an essential part of this uh, to answer your question is uh, for us to have a knowledge. Uh, of the old paradigm, civilized, mainstream world, and how that works and what it's based on, and how it basically, you know, robs us basically of our freedom and our spirit is basically, you know, what it is. And people need to become aware of that. 
And this goes way, 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 way back. This goes back hundreds, this goes back thousands of years in terms of, and it's portrayed really well in, in several movies that, that are out. The Matrix is, is, is one, of, one of the movies that portrays this beautifully uh, in terms of the old paradigm uh, civilized world is basically a, a matrix of illusion. And it's all based upon deceit. It's all based upon manipulation. Uh, it all is done from behind the scenes. We don't really even know who's doing this, uh, but it's all, it's all from very secretive, very behind the scenes, very kind of esoteric in a way. And, um, and um, it's all about deceit. It's all about manipulation. And it's all about kind of tricking us into this world of illusion, you know, where we think that we're free when, it, when, in, fact, when in fact we aren't. And um, it's basically a trick. You know, we've all been tricked in terms of when you look at the kind of the diabolical nature of, of um, our Social Security uh, cards and our driver's mm. license and things like that and how those are actually uh, hidden contracts or adhesion contracts, they're, they're called, which kind of trick us into giving up our sovereignty as, as free citizens of whatever state we live in. Uh, mm-hmm. It kind of tricks us into giving up our sovereignty um, as free citizens uh, of our state, or free citizens of the universe, for that matter, uh, and tricks us into being into being wards of the federal uh, the federal state. And um, so that's a very kind of a nasty agenda that, that's going on there. It's been going on for a long time, and people need to be aware of it, and they need to be aware of what this old paradigm system. Uh, does to us. It basically turns us into zombies. It turns us into, you know, there's a whole lot of mind control and, and those sorts of things going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when we, uh, when we uh, get tricked in this way, and when we give up our freedom, and when we give up our spirit, uh, we basically become benumbed. We become, you know, not alive anymore. We're not, not, not living truly, and certainly not, not living uh, according to the spiritual path. So number one thing is people need to be aware of that. They need to be aware of, of what it's doing to them, and they need, and they need to, to, to learn that, and they need to learn how to, to start detaching themselves from it in as many ways as they can, uh, reassuming responsibility you know, for our own lives uh, uh, and, and doing whatever we can do to reassume responsibility for our own lives, whether it means uh, you know, beginning to eat natural food you know, rather than all the toxic food that's in the supermarkets, uh, going to natural healers instead of going to the doctors that are just going to drug us to death, uh, pulling our kids out of public school and raising them at home. There's a jillion things that people can do. And people who live in the cities, I, I like to recommend one of the things they can do is to get out in nature as often as possible and just, and just make that connection again and keep it vibrant, keep it alive, keep, keep it whole. So thing number one is to become aware of all that and then to begin to change or to begin to transform ourselves um, in relationship to it. Uh, reassuming responsibility for our lives, reclaiming our freedom. Uh, we don't want to be taken care of, cradle to grave, by some government institution that that, that you know uh, is not of our making. You know, we want to be able to live our own lives, and that's why I advocate so much. Uh, people, um, you know, doing the kind of thing that we're trying to do up here in the mountains is uh, we're trying to live sustainably. We're trying to live in harmony with nature. Uh, we're getting off the grid. Uh, you know, we've got our own source of water. We've got our own source of energy. And um, and that's that's really the goal. The goal is is to reclaim our lives. And uh, step number one in reclaiming our lives is is knowing why we're doing it. Uh, as far as you know, that old paradigm uh, model that is so um, um, hampering for us. I know that's kind of a long-winded answer to your to your question, but uh, it's something that um, that is a really really essential part of, of my book, and it's an essential part of of, of, the, of the message that I carry. You know, one of the things that I'm acutely aware of, though, in the in the midst of all of this, and maybe we can talk about the characters in the book and what happens a little bit, um, is that 
um, you know, I don't want to date myself, but when I go back a little bit, I'm watching what uh, people, let's call it humanity, what humanity is capable of in raising their level of awareness and consciousness. And we can go back, we don't even have to, you know, go back very long, but even if we go back longer and farther and look, we see that we, we get pushed to a point of no return. And then when that happens, there is a rising up. And I like to call it a rising up of awareness and consciousness. Uh, I think that's actually what's happening now. I think we're seeing it in many, many, many ways. And it's interesting that you write this book that is written before today you and I talking that has such relevant meaning. What would you say, Jack? Um, what would you say are, are, let's say, the top three, I would say, bullet points, if we could, about what contributes to a rise in consciousness based on what you've written in the book? Hmm. Yeah. Don't you like that one? <laughs> That's a good question. It's a good. I know. Good I, I, I honestly, I don't prepare for these shows. I just like lean right into the energy <laughs> of this. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the number one thing is a, a to become aware of the things I said in, in the last answer. You mm-hmm. know, to become aware of, of of what's really happening, and then B, Doctor Pat, I think it's just simply making a commitment to it. it it's making a commitment to our higher consciousness. To our to our higher consciousness. It's making a commitment to the fact that that's what's important in life, and that's what we're going to devote ourselves to in life, mm-hmm. is raise, raising our consciousness and developing ourselves as spiritual beings. Mm-hmm. And um, making a commitment to it, because everybody needs to be aware of the fact that these things don't just happen. Sometimes things happen to us. Sometimes, you know, the Spirit just reaches out and touches us, and it, it just feels amazing, and, and we say, oh, gosh, you know, what was that? You know, what just happened there? And I've had numerous experiences like that in my life. So I know that things like that can happen. Uh, but when it comes to developing our consciousness and when it comes to, um, to developing our, our spirituality, uh, the most important thing is for us to make a commitment to it and to recognize that it takes work. Mm-hmm. It takes place over time. Nobody, or I'm sure some, some do. Some are just, you know, uh, there are examples of people who are just illumined and enlightened and, in moments, and they, do, they don't do any work at all. But really, that, that's the exception. That, that's, that's not the rule. Uh, for most people, and I know for myself, I've had to work damn hard at my spirituality. And I've been Me working too. At, I've been working at it since I was in my teens, and I'm 70, mm-hmm. I'm 70 now. Mm-hmm. So I've been working at it a long time, and I'm always learning new things, and new things are always coming along. And uh, so making a commitment to it and working at it, one of the best ways to work at it, I have found, and I've learned this from, uh, from the indigenous uh, traditions that I've been studying and that I've been a part of, I think you're aware of the fact that, that I'm li- the land I'm living out, uh, on up here uh, belongs to a Mayan elder by the name of uh, mm-hmm. Eric Gonzalez and his wife, Hetty. And uh, I hooked up with them in about 2009, and um, I've been following Eric's teachings, which are very, very traditional in terms of very traditional as far as the Maya, the Mayan teachings are concerned. Um, I've been following Eric's teachings uh, for many, many years now. And one of the primary things I learned for him, from him as far as my ability to develop my conscious, my higher consciousness, and my spirituality is the importance of ceremony. 
and you're going to hear me say this again and again and again, because uh, of all the indigenous traditions, not just the Maya and the Hopi and, and, and the ones that we know so much about, but for all the, the indigenous traditions, this was always a centerpiece of their spirituality, and it was the centerpiece of their lifestyle, was ceremony. And by ceremony, we mean the things that we actually do that connect us with spirit. And for me, ceremony means prayer. Um, it means uh, music. It means chanting. It means uh, sitting around the ceremonial fire. Uh, it means lighting candles at night. Uh, it means uh, 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 attaining uh, meditative states, you know, or certainly higher consciousness comes with meditative states, and it comes with breathing. And making a conscious effort, you know, to, to, to keep the ceremony in our life and to practice ceremony in our lives, because that is an invaluable way for us to practice our, our higher consciousness, and that's an invaluable way for us to practice our spirituality. I've had so many of those aha moments in my life uh, during uh, ceremonies. Um, in terms of that's when it seems like oftentimes that's when, uh, um, you know, that's when spirit touches us and that's when those, you know, supernatural uh, types of things, types of things happen. So, um, yeah, become, become aware of, of the damage that's being done to us by the old system, making a commitment to it, working at it, and um, having, having some, some form of ceremony in your life um, in terms of ways of practicing and developing our spirituality. Well, you know, I I can't really survive very much these days without having ritual or spiritual practice or whatever we want to, you know, reference it as. Um, you know, I I think it is is so important that you as could, we you could survive, but you'd be dead. I, I, exactly, and you know, to be to to tell you about that uh, for a minute, Jack. Uh, a large part of my life that was me. Uh, I'm very grateful for having, what do we call it? I didn't know this is what we were calling it, but for having an awakening, for for having something happen so that I can create that change. And, you know, I want to talk with you when we come back about the book. For those of you just tuning in, Blue Sun, Red Sun, a story of ancient prophecy unfolding in the modern world. It is a metaphysical thriller. Yeah. Uh, Jack Al is joining me here today when we come back. Um, I want to talk about this idea of overcoming a conspiracy of evil. I know that sounds really cool, right? Um, I, it's, it sounds like we're giving a sneak preview on the X-Files, which are coming back. But let's take a short break, everyone. We actually have a copy of the book to give away. We'll be right back with the show. Uh, I'm Dr. Pat. For more about me, go to the Dr. Pat Show or transformationtalkradio.com. If you would like to host a show with us, then go to the transformationnetwork.com. Lots of information there. In this holiday season, in this time, in this movement of energy, what would you like to know how to create more of in your life? We'll be right back. Now you can be a part of one of the most powerful programs to help create a more joyful, loving, abundant, and peaceful world. Every day at 12 noon in any time zone, join millions of other people around the world to spend a few minutes in joy, love, and gratitude. Brought to you by Robert Schoenfeld, host of the Art of Powerful Living Radio. Together, we can raise the vibration of the planet. For more information, visit globalmomentofjoy.com. 
Are you searching? Are you searching? Are you searching? Looking for a sign? A message, for a sign. a message you need to hear? From the great unknown? From the most mysterious place? That is the most familiar to your soul in the depths of who you are? The universe puts someone here to talk to. Someone God gave a blessing to that you may find insight with. TheAngelLady.net. 1-800-323-1790. In this day and age, if you don't reinvent yourself, you may never find balance, peace, and the sustainable life that is your birthright. Angela Watson Robertson, known as the Reinvention Warrior and the host of Breakthrough Radio Show Masters of Reinvention, is here to help you reinvent every area of your life. Tune in and hear from the best in the personal transformation business and discover tips and tools for positive change. Live every month on Transformation Talk Radio. Be you plus live your purpose equals joy. That's the motto of Unstuck Joy with Vicki Todd. Vicki believes you were born with gifts that are meant to make the world brighter. Each show will feature an art visioning journal prompt to help you create your way to soul clarity. If you're ready to get unstuck and create more joy, this show is for you. Tune in the first and third Tuesday at 3 p.m. Pacific on Transformation Talk Radio. For more information, visit VickiWorldArt.com. The Janice Underwood Show, helping you create the life you want, not the life you tolerate. Tune in each Monday, 9 a.m. Pacific on Transformation Talk Radio as Janice delves into the life creator system and the next step in your spiritual evolution. Janice Underwood is gifted at helping spiritually minded people shift their mindsets to unleash the creator within. Our souls wish to wake us up. Those of us listening hear the call. Do you? For more information, visit JaniceUnderwood.com. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show, talk radio to thrive by. I am so thrilled to be talking to all of you. We have got talk radio for all of us. Are you ready and willing and able to accept all of the abundance you can muster up in your life? Check us out at drpatshow.com, transformationtalkradio.com, transformationradio.fm. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Christina Aguilera. Benny, thank you so much for that. You're welcome. I figured I'd throw it back since, you know, we've got Jack on with us. So Throw it back. And for those of you wondering, like, what is the deal with that, Pat? Okay, do yourself a favor. Benny, you can do it too. Google crust busting, the original name of the show. Kept that name for a bunch of years. Crust busting and then and Aguilera at the same time. And what you're going to find is we gave her a crust busting award and it's actually in her bio right next to the Grammys. Um, Why? Because sometimes you come out and you just be yourself. You just say, this is who I am. Just like the laughing dog. This is what Jack does. This is what Benny does. You know, I like when we kick it back old school a little bit right there. Uh, Jack Alish joining us here today. His latest book, yeah, it's a thriller, Blue Sun, Red Sun, a story of ancient prophecy, right, unfolding in the modern world. 
And let's go ahead, Mr. B, and give a copy of it away. 1-800-930-2819. 1-800-930-2819. Jack, let's take a minute. How can people find out more about you? Uh, this is not the only book you've ever written. How can they find out about the other books you've written? All of the above. Um, well, can I you know, could do a little bit of a plug here? First of all, I just would like to, yeah. in the midst of all the Christmas hubbub, um, could I extend a happy solstice to everybody tomorrow morning? Yeah. I think I think it's 8.28 a.m. Pacific time tomorrow morning is the actual moment where the sun stops in the sky and then starts moving in the other direction. Yep. Slowly, very slowly. But yep. tomorrow's the day, and I don't celebrate Christmas. I, I haven't done, I celebrated Christmas for years, like 30 years. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm not a Christian, so I just don't see any point in celebrating Christmas. But uh, solstice is a very big holiday for me, and I'm going to be having a ceremony tomorrow morning. And I don't know, maybe something tonight, too. Uh, I usually mm-hmm. like to take about two days to celebrate solstice. Mm-hmm. But, uh, so happy solstice to everyone amidst the Christmas, amidst the, the, all the Christmas energies. Happy solstice to everybody. Yeah, I, I started uh, actually on the 17th uh, because... It was the new moon in Sagittarius. My birthday was on the 11th. It's a really new energy, and especially as uh, we're talking about moving into Saturn and what Saturn's calling for. So I'm totally right there with you. It's a big day tomorrow. Uh-huh. But to answer your question, I don't mean to avoid to avoid your question. First of all, I'm going to be coming yeah. to your area, so I want to kind of kind of n- n- notify people that I'm going to be uh, I'm going to be in Tacoma on uh, January 26th at Crystal Voyage, giving my, my ceremonial presentation and, and my talk on creating the new world according to the ancient wisdom. And uh, I'm going to be in Seattle uh, at East-West Bookshop on uh, February 22nd. So I'm going to be in your neck of the woods uh, in, in, the, in the very near future. And so pe- please come. Please come come to those presentations. You're invited, and, and I'll be, there'll be a bunch of advertising in the area and, and those sorts of things so people can, can learn more about it. Uh, but the best way to learn about me is my website. I, I love my website. Uh, I, I, I let it get old, and it kind of died recently because I, just, I, just, I sort of retired for a few years there. I really was just living in the mountains, and, and I was just you know trying to be close to nature every day. So my website got old and dysfunctional, and uh, about six months ago, my business uh, partner, Peter, and I uh, rebuilt it. So it's all new and sparkly and shiny, and, and there's lots of, and there's also, I've got about, I think two or three interviews with you are on there, by the way, from, from the old days. Um, yeah. and, and maybe I'll post this one up there now. We'll get something, something newer up there. But www.jackallis.com, and my last name is spelled A-L-L-I-S.com. And there's lots of goodies there. There's, there's videos, there's audios, there's articles. Uh, so there's a lot of education there. And you can also find out about what's happening in terms of the events that I'm, uh, I'm going to be giving and, and interviews I'm going to be doing and, and all that sort of thing. So jackallis.com. And thank you for asking. Yeah, uh, and thanks, uh, Jack, for doing all that you do. I mean, I, too, am plugged in to uh, a number of different energies. And there's something about this energy right now. And I've been talking about it for days, this whole uh, new moon in Sagittarius and so forth and so on. Um, Don't really know why. Uh, I just know that there's a sense that things are going to get done. And, uh, and you know, in in your book, maybe it's just me, but I get a sense of the consequences when we don't take action. Uh, tell us a little bit about the book, The Backdrop, and, you know, without giving away the whole book. But it really is so timely, Jack. Well, I think so. <laughs> that's, that's for sure. Um, 
the book is the book is based upon a story from Hopi prophecy, and the story from Hopi prophecy is called, and this is where the title Blue Sun Red Sun comes from. Uh, it's based upon a story from Hopi prophecy called the story of the coming of the blue and the red kachinas, and um, this is a story that was um, I learned about this story when I first learned about 2012 and the shift. Uh, I interviewed Greg Braden back in, I think it was 2003 or something like that. It was way before most people were even thinking about, you know, 2012. Right. But in the the whole um, idea of 2012 and the whole phenomena of, of 2012 really resonated with me really quickly. I'm like, yeah, wow, there's something here. And I kind of put it out into the universe, you know, to send me information about this 2012 and the shift, you know, phenomenon. I really wanted to learn more about it. And somebody sent me this uh, <clears throat> this little story. Uh, uh, called The Coming of the Blue and the Red Kachinas, and it's from a book by a gentleman by the name of Robert Ghostwolf, who has since passed on. He's no longer in this world. But uh, he became, through his book, he became a very, very important spiritual guide for me because his, his, his work was just so profound. And um, this story is from a, a Hopi elder by the name of Chief, Chief Dan Evahima, and it was told to, to Robert Ghostwolf in a, a ceremony of some kind. Uh, you know, much of the information... Um, uh, important information in the indigenous cultures is passed on, you know, through stories. And it isn't written down or anything. It's passed down through stories. And a lot of the stories are are told, uh, you know, during ceremonial kinds of events. So he told the story to Ghost Wolf, and then Ghost Wolf wrote the story in his book. And then I wrote a book about it, you know, based upon it. And essentially, the cubbing of the blue and the red kachinas uh, refers, it's Hopi prophecy. And uh, um, it, it has to do with the appearance of two lights in our sky. And you can interpret what light means in any number of ways, because the Hopi saw the world very differently from us. But they talked about a blue light that would appear in the sky, or a blue sun, or a blue kachina that would appear first. And the blue kachina that would appear was an omen uh, that the time of, of transformation, or that the time of paradigm shift was, was soon. It was imminent. It was, it was coming. And then when the red star kachina appeared in the heavens, uh, that would be a sign that the time of transformation is upon us. It's here. And... Um, the, uh, uh, as far as the Red Star Kachina was concerned, also, uh, that would be a time when Earth changes would really start to pick up, you know, when Mother Earth would begin to take care of her own healing process, and that would be manifested through, uh, um, uh, you know, earthquakes and, and volcanoes and, and Mother Earth basically just fighting back and, 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 you know, trying to get her energy right. So that was the story that I, I basically based, uh, wrote a story based upon this, um, and it's it's uh, the setting is a small sustainable community in the remote mountains of a fictional place. I don't have any uh, didn't put any any real geography uh, attached to this. Uh, the community is called Rainbow Village, and they are a small sustainable community in the remote mountains who are dedicated to uh, to following the prophecy and who are dedicated also to to doing um, you know the primary theme of the book and of of, of my message is. Uh, they were dedicated to learning how to live in harmony with nature again, and then doing it and doing it uh, su- sustainably. And um, the story, uh, they uh, Rainbow Village in the story, they go through all kinds of stuff. They go through the collapse of our civilization. Uh, they go through some extraterrestrial encounters. Um, they go through some very very incredible um, um, weather uh, weather phenomena. There's a, a, a storm, a forty day storm that. that uh, that, that hits the entire planet where it rains and snows and does all kinds of intense things for, you know, for 40 days. Uh, they, they survive all that, and, 
and um, because they're prepared, because they're ready, because they understand what, what, what they're in for, they survive all that, and they, they survive it to, to see the birth of what we refer to as the fifth sun, or the, the, birth, of the, uh, the birth of the new world, or the, the, birth, the birth of the new paradigm. And let me just say one other thing um, in relationship to this story that, that is kind of helpful in understanding it all. Um, the Hopi actually believed that the world has already been destroyed three times, and that we're currently in the fourth world, um, and we're approaching the end of the fourth world. And what the Hopi say very, very clearly is um, there is a way out of this, and the way out of it is uh, those people, uh, uh, the reason that the world has, has been destroyed three times is basically because humanity has lost its way. Uh, humanity has become, you know, enticed with the uh, material uh, pleasures, you know, of the third dimensional world, and um, have you know lost their connection with, with with the spirit, lost their connection with following the spiritual path, and that basically was the cause of the world um, of, of the world being destroyed. And they were very, very clear in their prophecies, though they said there is a way out of this. And they said that those people who stay true to the spiritual path, those people who stay true to the original teachings. Uh, which is, you know, basically what I've already said. The original teachings are, um, you know, to stay close to to stay close to nature and to stay close to serving Mother Earth. Um, on that basis, there is a way out, and those who stay true to that path, they will survive, and they will be the ones to create the new world. So that basically is what is what happens in the book. And uh, without again giving away a lot of uh, you know plot details or or anything like that, because there's a lot a lot that goes on in this story. But uh, that's it in a nutshell. And I invite everyone to uh, to get a copy and to to read the whole thing. Well, you know, it, let's talk about the parallels right now, um, and you know the parallels of um, you, you know the kind of energy and the life force in the world today. You know, on the one hand, we've gone through a very challenging uh, a year last year from a natural disaster point of view and so forth and so on. Um, and yet there's been extraordinary, extraordinary uh, people and groups that have come forward to do some things so innovative to save lives. And, and you know, it, it's, it's such a real, what I want to say is, uh, an integration of energies. But in the end, each of us has to decide what we stand for, Jack. Absolutely. And you said there are consequences. And there are, there are consequences. Uh, and that's one of the reasons why I urge people um, so intensely, uh, why I urge people, you know, to take a second thought about being real committed, you know, to this old paradigm, this old paradigm way of living. Because uh, the old paradigm is not going to last forever, and those who make the choice, who make the choice, you know, to to stay with it and to stay loyal to those destructive energies, there are going to be some bad consequences, and there's no way around that. So that's why I urge people to, uh, you know, to begin to to see it for what it is, and to begin to to let go of it, and begin to reassume responsibility for our lives, um, because that that's the key to the that's the key to the whole thing right there. Taking responsibility, reassuming responsibility for our own lives. And staying close to the, uh, you know, staying close to the, the spiritual path, uh, it all comes back to that again and again and again. It all comes back to the same thing. Oh, you know, we're going to take a short break. We come back. Oh, also, let's give a copy of the book away. One eight hundred nine three zero two eight one nine. One eight hundred nine three zero two eight one nine. Please give us a call. We'd love to give you a copy of the book away. When we come back. We're going to talk about, you know, what it is that we can do to to lean in with, you know, the the notion 
of this epic battle uh, of all, this epic battle, you know, as humanity is, is forced to choose, you know, between two worlds. And, you know, what is it about that energy that is calling forth those choices today? All right, we're going to take a short break, everyone. I'm Dr. Pat Jack Alice. We'll be right back. the wisdom of your soul for guidance on living a joyful life on soul wisdom radio wendy will provide inspiration to raise your vibration and connect with your higher self and guides learn how to balance your ego and to progress spiritually on soul wisdom radio with wendy rose williams visit wendyrosewilliams.com or transformation talk radio to learn more about a healing session with wendy and her events and publications. The truth is funny. Shift Happens with Colette Marie Steffen is excited to welcome Karen Benton as a monthly guest host. Tune in on the third Wednesday of each month at 8 a.m. Pacific time to regain confidence and trust in your capacity to create change in your life, your health, your family, and your well-being. Karen Benton is a mother, nurse practitioner, certified body talk practitioner, Franklin Method instructor, and owner of Limitless Living, LLC. For more information about Karen, visit karenbenton.com. Chances are you've been on your conscious journey for many years, and you've learned a lot about manifesting a wonderful life. But if you are like many others on their spiritual paths, you may still have some area of your life where you're feeling stuck. Perhaps you've read many books, attended lots of workshops, listened to many programs, and done plenty of inner work, and yet there is still something you'd like to change. With all the information out there, it may be hard to see the forest for the trees. Do you want to get a bird's eye view of that forest so you are empowered to navigate more effectively? Do you want to know the key to positive change and develop a personalized strategy for creating the changes you desire? Please join me, Christine Upchurch, for a four-week webinar series beginning January 9th. Start your new year right and embrace the vibration of change. For more information, visit christineupchurch.com. That's christineupchurch.com or call 425-999-9836. Conscious Confidence Radio, a timeless wisdom with Sarah Main. Tune in each month on Transformation Talk Radio and join Sarah on an adventurous journey to the deeper level of meaning to move beyond today's world of constant change, confusion, and uncertainty beyond the shadow of fear. This hit show explores key concepts such as confidence, values, and attitude in a dynamic way. To learn more about Sarah and her work, visit sarahmain.com. Tune in each month to Synergenetic Living Radio, where Rick and Grace Paris discuss the synergenetic way of life, what it means to truly change your perspective in life, what it means to take control of your life and manifest your true desires. For more information on Rick and Grace Paris and Synergenetic Living, check out SynergeneticLiving.com. Get clear on the life you desire and the current life you are creating and what is between the two. Synergenetic Living, living life loud.
Yeah, I got to tell you, now and then I get insecure. There's no question about it. I'm Dr. Pat. Yep, you heard it right here. Yep, now and then I get insecure. Um, I'll tell you what, a little bit about that insecurity. It helps me to grow and to change and to realize what the important things in life are for me. Um, Jack, it's great to have you here. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for being you. Um, I love books like this. Uh -huh. I really do. I love books like this. I and do too. you know, I just got a text message from somebody asking me, this is good. This is for you, Jack. What is the age group for the book? Can I give this to my young child? Well, define young child. I mean, I, I wouldn't give it to a to a six or seven year old. This isn't kind of an adults only read because it's important. Uh, yeah, you know, that people have a little bit of awareness working working for them. But um, you know, if you're talking about children who are who really got their act together and who've been brought up properly and all that kind of stuff, yeah, 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 this stuff isn't going to be as shocking. You know, they're they're going to get it. They're going to understand it. And uh, you know, for kids who are brought up uh, brought up in the mainstream system and go to public schools and all that, this book could be could be a real shocker, you know. Um, mm -hmm. And because you know, uh, learning a lot of these truths about some of the dark and, and ugly things in the world um, can, can be very shocking. It can really set people uh, it can really set people back. I know for me, it was very illuminating because I always, yeah. even, even if the truth is dark and ugly, I, it, the truth is truth, and it can set you free. And and um, and the truth about the world for me. Um, helped things to make sense that had never made sense before. Um, and I found that really illuminating, and I found it really uh, uh, exciting. It, it turned me on. But uh, I know a lot of people, uh, this kind of information can, can blow a lot of fuses, and it takes them a while to, to adjust because uh, it's basically a completely different picture of the world. You know, there's, there's a way you talk about this, Jack, and I don't remember where in the book, but I think it's the part where you're talking about the mainstream system and mind control media and so forth in here. And then I think you say something like pretty soon, like, uh, like even the news stories started to dwindle. And right now, our news story, news journalism system is under attack. And, you know, I'm reading this and, and, and I, I, I got my, my eyes reading this and my ears and my heart acutely aware that censorship is on the forefront for us as a country. And I thought, wow, uh, am I reading too deeply in between the lines or is the prophecy on re revealing itself right before our eyes? You see that like right before our eyes right now. Uh-huh. Yeah. I think the prophecy is revealing itself right before our eyes. And, and, yeah. Uh-huh. It, it yeah. is. And part of that has to do with the, the death of, of one world, uh, creating an opportunity for the birth of, of a new one. Um, mm -hmm. And we're certainly seeing the death of, of one world. Um, mm -hmm. And that's, it's, it's at that point where it's up to us, you know, human beings, to step up and, and do what we need to do to, to create the new one. Because if we just, you know, sit back and do nothing, then we'll just be sort of swallowed up by the whole thing. Yeah, swallowed up is a really good word. I like that word, swallowed up, because, you know, um, if you recall, you and I go back a few years, we we ran a risk back in the day of being swallowed up. And, you know, that was a different kind of swallowed up. That was an era of Selma, Selma, Alabama. That was an era of Rosa Parks. That was an era of, you know, marches on Washington and so forth. What I find interesting is we've come full circle now. Because Selma, Alabama is in the news again in a very similar way. 
Mm -hmm. uh, the voice of Selma, Alabama, you know, and the reason I relate to that is my folks are from the South. So, you know, my mom, my stepmom's from the South. So I, I, I know about uh, values and traditions. I want to ask you this. In the face of, what do I want to call it? In, in the face of struggle, let's just say struggle. In the face of struggle, what would you like to leave us with as to the values that are important in standing in our truth today? Oh, you ask such meaty questions. You know, you really do. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it, it, like it, right it, there. It's a good one. It's a good one. It's, it's all and in I, your and book, I hate, though. And I hate to just keep repeating the same thing over and over again, but mm -hmm. sometimes it sometimes it just comes back to that, and sometimes it's a good thing to repeat the same thing over and over again. Yeah, it because is. Because that's a great, great way for, uh, for, for people to learn. But I know as far as my own struggles in life are concerned, and, you know, I've had mine, and I, I still struggle with, with many things. Um, you know, I'm, no means do I pretend to portray myself as, as enlightened or that I've arrived and I've got all the answers or, 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 any, or anything like that. But the thing that always pulls me through, Dr. Pat, is uh, reconnecting with my spirituality. That, that is just uh, the key to everything. Uh, whenever I light that candle or whenever I make that fire and whenever I sit down next to that fire or whenever I... Uh, you know, begin to, to open up, uh, you know, to the divine spirit, uh, to my spirit guide, the council of the grandfathers, and I now have a new spirit in my life, the spirit of Blue Sun, Red Sun, the spirit of this book. Mm -hmm. um, whenever I sit down in that ceremonial circle, and whenever I, you know, uh, open up to open up to spirit, and start my prayers, and start my songs, and, and start my uh, uh, my ceremony, um, it always, um, I feel like I return home. It's kind of like, ah, okay, this is who I am. This is what it's yeah. all about. This is where I need to be more. Uh, this is what I need to do more. It feels wonderful, and um, and um, so that's a real um, that's a real uh, a real anchor for me is uh, is my spirituality, and and my ceremony, and um, and there are so many simple things. There's so many simple things that we can do um, uh, to relax. Uh, Paying attention is, a, is an important one, you know, Dr. Pat, as far as it's one of the things that I teach in, in my spiritual teachings. Um, the importance of us to pay attention, and I know one of the things that, that so many people do is they just kind of flip the switch off, and they stop paying attention, and they just kind of believe what they're told, and, and they're just kind of, you know, sleepwalking, sleepwalking through life. But um, paying attention to what's there, understanding it, thinking about it, uh, being aware of, of what's of what's happening, um, it's the equivalent of living life in a state of of being alive versus living life in a state of uh, of being dead. And, and I know for myself, um, when I'm struggling or when I'm tense or, or when I'm anxious, um, I know what I need to do. I, I need to I need to not only to return to my ceremonial uh, actions that I just described, but I need to focus on my breathing. I need to focus on you know achieving a, a meditative state. I need to myself, you know, calm and relaxed, and, and then uh, um, I can proceed, uh, I can proceed from that point. And I agree with you. Um, you said, you used a slightly different word a little while back, but mm -hmm. um, ultimately struggle is good for us. Uh, yeah. you know, when we get too complacent in this world, um, that's when things tend to stagnate and, and things just, just don't happen a whole lot. Oftentimes yeah. it's, it's struggle that really uh, that motivates us, you know, motivates us to take the next step, motivates us to be better, motivates us to improve, to learn, to learn um, all, the, all those kinds of things. Uh, it's kind of similar to what you were talking about a minute ago with all the natural disasters we've been experiencing uh, over the last year or so. 
and that's one of the reasons why I often talk about how I kind of welcome, you know, the the um, the collapse of of the old paradigm world, because when those things happen, um, it forces us. It forces us to take action, and it forces us to tap into the best within ourselves. Yeah. And a yeah. lot of people who aren't, who aren't up to the task, uh, you know, just sort of cave in on, under those circumstances and, and um, you, know, don't, you know, don't don't do as good a job. But yeah. it's, it's amazing, you know, how, you know, how many people um, for whom it's true, for so many people, that it just brings out the best in us and, uh, and it, it just motivates us to, you know, to be better yeah. and, and, and to do better. So, um, yeah, yeah, it so does. Struggle's it calls not a bad for us. thing. It's not something we want yeah. to get rid of. You know, we want to keep, uh, yeah. we want to keep uh, uh, motivated in our lives, and that's one of the things that does it. Yeah, it calls for us to bring our humanity forward, but our humanity that's completely grounded in the spirituality of a just completely conscious nature. So thank you, Jack. Thank you so much for today. Wow, thank you. Uh, Jack Ellis, everybody. I'm Dr. Pat. We're going to take a short break. And don't forget, another hour coming up on where? TransformationTalkRadio.com. The preceding audio was via a Skype call.